0: friends, and welcome to worship as beloved people of God on this Easter Sunday. On this day we proclaim, witness, praise, and affirm the liberating reality of Jesus' death and resurrection. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm, and we welcome all to worship, all who are here for our drive-in service, those who join us also by Facebook Live, by phone-in or by streaming. Today we also celebrate Holy Communion in our worship. For those who are here in the parking lot for our drive-in radio broadcast, you'll have pre-packaged communion elements brought to your car before the service begins. For those who are worshiping from home who would like to commune, you are invited to prepare your own communion elements, bread or cracker, wine or juice, at home before the Holy Communion liturgy. And then following the words of institution and Lord's Prayer, I will invite you to commune. On this Easter Sunday, we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The promise from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah is that God will swallow up death, wipe away tears from all faces, and spread a feast for all nations. The resurrection of Christ is the beginning of that feast, the feast of the end of death And its hold on us. So now there is nothing in this world, not even death, that can separate us from the everlasting love and life Christ gives. So today we say, Alleluia, praise God. And as we begin our worship, we will use an ancient proclamation response Christ is risen, He is risen indeed. As we begin the worship today, the call to worship focuses on the light of the risen Christ. May the light of the risen Lord Jesus Christ dispel the darkness of our hearts and minds. Let us rejoice and be glad. Let us join our voices in praise and worship of the one who has given his life in order to free and rescue us from the bondage to sin and death. Thanks be to God. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. We begin this festival celebration of our Lord's resurrection, in the name of the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Give thanks to the Lord, for the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us pray. O God, you gave your only Son to suffer death on the cross for our redemption. And by his glorious resurrection, you delivered us from the power of death. Make us die every day to sin, so we may live with him forever in the joy of the resurrection. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading today from Acts. Peter began to speak to the people. I truly understand God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. The message spread throughout Judea, Beginning in Galilee after the baptism, John announced how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all he did, both in Judea and Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day, allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses, and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Here ends the reading. Our second reading from 1 Corinthians. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news I proclaim to you, which you in turn received and which also you stand, through which also you are being saved if you hold firmly to the message I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried. And that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. And he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of all the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is in me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. Here ends the reading. In our holy gospel on this Easter day, Is taken from John, the 20th chapter. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went towards the tomb. They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? For whom are you looking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Mary Magdalene was up in the night, before sunrise, while it was still dark. She went to the tomb where Jesus was buried. Maybe she didn't sleep well the night before. Maybe she didn't sleep at all the night before. Her heart aching her mind racing. Mary was likely exhausted by her grief, the shock, the sadness of Jesus' brutal death, even before she ran to the tomb. Sometimes when we are awake in the middle of the night, it is because our hearts are aching and our minds are racing, anxiously, fearfully. What now? How can I go on? Where do I turn? Is there any way to change this? We know the big questions that make us toss and get up in the dark. Will the fear subside? Will the sadness lift? Will the pain ease up? Will the hopelessness pass? Will healing come? This is the real context of Easter morning. Mary Magdalene helps us to be honest about those things that are darkened and keep us sleepless, leave us confused and bewildered. There are plenty of things that deprive us of sleep. One of the most helpful writers for me the past couple of years has been Nicholas Waltersdorf. In his book, Lament for a Son, he tells of the phone call he received. It was a Sunday, he said, that shattered his comfortable life and divided it into the before and after. The call came from his son's landlady, where he had been studying abroad. Mr. Waltersdorf, I must give you some bad news. Eric has been climbing in the mountains and has had an accident. Eric has had a serious accident. Mr. Waltersdorf, I must tell you, Eric is dead. You must come at once. Eric is dead. When Nicholas Waltersdorf writes about his son, it is a cry of grief. Born on a snowy night in New Haven, Connecticut, he died 25 years later on a snowy slope in the Kaiser Mountains of Austria. Tenderly we laid him in the warm June earth. He was gone. Eric, where are you? There's a hole in the world now. In the place where he was, there is nothing. A center like no other of memory and hope and knowledge and affection, which once inhabited the earth, is gone. Only a gap remains, a gap never to be filled. It's the neverness that is so painful. Never again to be here with us. Never to sit with us at the table. Never to laugh with us. Never to cry with us. Never to embrace us. There are times for all of us when life becomes broken beyond our ability to mend. When life, as it used to be, is no more. And we can't change it. We can't fix it. We can't recover it. It's no wonder Mary Magdalene was weeping. Nicholas Waltersdorf says he he has come to think of grief as wanting the death of the loved one to be undone, while at the same time knowing it cannot be undone. Grief is wanting the loved one back when one knows he cannot come back. We express that grief with tears. It's no wonder Mary Magdalene was weeping. Not only was Jesus dead, but someone had taken his body from the tomb where it had been buried. Her shock and grief were thrown into even deeper confusion. Even after the other disciples who had come to the tomb left and returned to their homes, Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. What surprises me and unsettles me about John's Easter Gospel is the question addressed to Mary, first by the angels, then by the gardener, the stranger. Woman, why are you weeping? Woman, why are you weeping? A part of me wants to say, well, what kind of question is that to ask someone who is grieving? as it turns out, that stranger, the man who looked like a gardener in that cemetery, was someone who knew Mary, and he called her by name, Mary, and in that moment when Mary was known and named, she was astonished, filled with surprise and wonder and awe, and she called out to the one she knew who had already transformed her life, teacher, 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 he had always called Jesus by that title. What is in this title, teacher? The Old Testament prophet describes the attributes of a teacher sent by God. This teacher stays with students when they don't understand right away. In fact, this teacher stays with students who didn't listen the first time, or who weren't even, who were even downright rebellious in the class, or who refused to hear. And this teacher knows just when to speak and just what to say at that very moment when the new insight can be heard by the student. Isaiah puts it this way. Though the Lord may give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher. And when you turn to the right and to the left... Your eyes shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Mary called Jesus teacher at that very moment when her eyes and ears were opened by Jesus to the new reality based on his promise that he would never leave or forsake Mary or any of his followers. In that moment, When Jesus called her name, the astonishing, awesome new age of resurrection life dawned on Mary. Mary could hear. She could see everything clearly now. She was ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven, loved with an everlasting love. It is surprising the places Jesus goes to meet us, to remind us that we are known by a love that cannot be stopped, a love that can be overcome every barrier, that can overcome even the barrier of death. That's an everlasting love. Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, includes each one of us. No matter where we are in our journey in this world, even when we are trapped in darkness, or deeply grieving. What a mystery. That's the way Nicholas Waltersdorf has been thinking about his son Eric's death now some years later. No longer trying to figure out what God was up to, but recognizing the mystery. It has made God more mysterious. And so he wrote in a recent article, The God who became more mysterious to me has become more awesome awesome beyond comprehension. I don't see how God is going to do it, how God is going to bring it off. I wonder how how it will go when God raises Eric and the rest of us from the dead. Will I hear Eric say someday, hey, Dad, I'm back. The question I'm left with is this. On this Easter day, is there space in my life to wonder, to wonder about God's surprises today and in the days yet to come? Is there space in your life today for the wonder of Jesus' love for you, the everlasting love of Jesus for you and for those you love? Is there space in your life to be astonished by the one who is acquainted with grief and pain in your life? Jesus, who is with you in all things right now? Is there space in your life for the one who suffered for you, who suffers with you, who died for you and conquered death, so that nothing, not even death, will separate you from his everlasting love and life? That's the wonderful, awesome mystery that Easter holds up for us. That is astonishing. I close today with the words from a poem by Mary Oliver entitled Mysterious Yes. Truly we live with mysteries too marvelous to be understood. How grass can be nourishing in the mouths of lambs how rivers and stones are forever in allegiance to gravity while we ourselves dream of rising, how two hands touch and the bonds will never be broken. Let me keep my distance always from those who think they have the answers, and let me keep company always with those who say, Look, and laugh in astonishment, and bow their heads. We affirm our faith today in the words of the Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, And he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. As we prepare to come to the table of our Lord today, we confess our sin and hear the promise of God's forgiveness. Christ is the risen Lord who brings resurrection light into our lives. Let us prepare to come to the table of the Lord. As we come to your Holy Communion table, Lord, we know that you have brought us through the night of sin and death into the light of your resurrection. Your light is a revealing and healing light. We stand in the light of your mercy, forgiveness, and love. Make us new as you make all things new. Rescue us from evil and from anything that would separate us from you and from our neighbor. Renew us in grace and restore us to the abundant life and grace-filled living. Rejoice with all creation. The light of the risen Christ puts to flight all evil deeds, washes away sin, restores innocence to the fallen, casts out hate, and brings peace. Jesus Christ loves you and frees you from all your sins. To him be glory forever. Amen. And let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for all people according to their needs. Praise to you, O God, for your power revealed in the resurrection. Fill your church with the power of your love that is stronger than death. And send us to tell the good news wherever death may hold sway. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Praise to you, O God, for your life at work in the resurrection. Fill all of creation with your life. Bring it to blossom and flourish. Use it to remind us of your persistent grace. Cultivate our care for what you have made. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Praise to you for the peace made possible in the resurrection. Fill the nations with your peace. Draw together people of all nations and languages. Reveal new possibilities. Inspire new beginnings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Praise to you, O God, for the hope of the resurrection. Fill all in need with hope, especially those who are weary from life's burdens, especially the poor, the hungry, the homeless, the jobless, those who are anxious or afraid. Assure them of your promises, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. O God, guide the call process of our call committee as we seek to discern who you are calling to be the next pastor for United Lutheran Church. Help us to listen for your leading. Give us the blessing of your light to see your will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Come to our aid, O God, as COVID-19 continues to spread heal those who are sick, protect families and friends from being infected, support healthcare workers, give continuing success to the distribution of vaccines. We pray for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit this day, asking for your healing. For Colleen, Dale, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Perry, Sally, Bud, Gary, Adele, John Croy Grant them your healing grace Lord, in your mercy Hear our prayer Risen Lord Jesus Christ You went ahead of us into the grave And you defeated the powers of sin and death And the evil one We remember those who have died Especially those most dear to us Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope Of that day we will be reunited With those who have gone before us Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands now, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We give thanks for all of God's gifts this day, for the promise of resurrection to eternal life, forgiveness of sins, and for new life today. We thank you for the gifts that you share in order that the ministry of United Lutheran Church might move forward and the mission of Christ might be known in this community. Thank you for your stewardship of all the gifts God has entrusted to you. Let us pray. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts toward those who hunger in any way that all may know your care. And prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The night which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. And we prayed together the prayer our Lord taught us Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. You may commune now. strengthen you and keep you in his grace. We give you thanks, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.